try not to be too dour, but I found myself reflecting all day. It's been six months since my mom's passing, and I found myself reflecting and putting what we celebrate uh, with the assumption with my ex experience of saying goodbye to my mom. And I know there's many of us that have lost mothers and fathers and, and uh, some more recent and, uh, than others. But I found myself thinking, if I were the Lord, even if the Immaculate Conception hadn't occurred, if I were the Lord, I would make sure that my mother was with me. When her life was done, that, her, that his mother would be with him. But not only that, what we, what we honor today is, of course, very much connected to the Immaculate Conception, that Mary was conceived without sin from that first moment of her life, that Mary was made the perfect vessel for the Lord, that she would become pure, be pure, to give birth, to bear the Son of God. And not only that, if, you're, if you paid attention, you might ask, well, why does the church give this first reading that we hear from Revelation, this, this mention of, well, the, the second half is obvious, this woman in the sky and uh, about to give birth to, to a boy who will be ruler, and that's kind of obvious. But why does it start with the mention of, I saw the Ark of the Covenant? Or why does the church use this particular passage from St. Luke's Gospel, the visitation, for this particular feast day? And what the simple answer might be, well, we don't have any gospel uh, act, uh, passage that expressly tells us about the assumption. Most uh, notably, the reason for that is because Mary didn't die before Jesus did, and she lived some years after. And the, the, the teaching of the church and tradi tradition is that she was under the care of St. John and went and traveled with him in Potmas and various other places. Ephesus being the, uh, the main place where she stayed. And that at one point, according to tradition, she returned to Jerusalem and there experienced what uh, the East and the West have some difference over, whether she experienced a very gentle death, a death that uh, the Christians had called and used the euphemism of falling asleep, and the Eastern Church calls it Dormition, or that she was taken up to heaven, body and soul, before death. Whatever it is, we, we simply don't know. And the, the Pope, when he named this, he said, having completed the course of her life, Mary was assumed to heaven, body and soul. That's all he says. So it leaves it open for both East and West interpretations because both, both understandings are ancient. And there's room to debate, and, and because we simply don't know that the apostles decided not to encode that in the creeds or, or to write that down for whatever reason. Sometimes I wish it would have. I wish it would have wrote, written a lot of things down, but we have to remember our faith doesn't come from a book. It doesn't come from a collection of books, as the Bible is. Our faith is in the person of Jesus Christ, and that experience being passed down to us but that Mary, in a very real way, is foreshadowed in the Old Testament, not only as the new Eve. There's a, for, there's a concept of typology. There, there's a type that is fulfilled in the New Testament, 
And we see that time and again, Jesus Christ, and we hear that in St. Paul's letters. Jesus is the new Adam. Well, if Jesus is the new Adam, then Mary's the new Eve. For out of this Eve came the new Adam. But there's another typology that's very much at play in today's first reading and the gospel reading. And that's the typology of Mary as the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant in the Old Testament was that Ark that uh, contained the law and the jar of manna and Aaron's staff, a show of God's power. How it was taken into battle and taken uh, uh, and uh, honored and adored as a symbol of God's strength. Oh, there was times when it was misused, and, and uh, one of my favorite stories is the whole village uh, started to experience some not-so-comfortable sitting conditions. We'll just leave it at that. Until they began to understand that they had to honor what was in their midst. And they were so afraid, they sent it, and it was found wandering the hills, at which David went out and led it into Jerusalem, with great festive dance, dancing before the Lord, and the Ark of the Covenant being brought in later into the, into the covenant, dancing before the Lord again. And here in this gospel reading, we have Mary traveling the hill country of Judah, entering the house, not of God, but of Zechariah and Elizabeth, and we have somebody dancing. John the Baptist. Because in this Ark of the New Covenant contains the one who wrote the Old. In this Ark of the New Covenant is Jesus Christ. She is the Theotokos, the God-bearer, bearing in her very body Jesus Christ, made the perfect vessel. As much as I desire the very best most of us do, for our mothers especially, perhaps. Can you imagine being Jesus and creating your own mother? How would our mothers be different Have we created them? But here Jesus is, created her, and created her perfect. And so obviously, he would desire that ark because of the perfection that she experienced, the perfection that she was, He would not allow corruption to touch her body. That's the difference between him and I. Oh, there's many differences, but that's the main difference when we're talking about this. He had the power to not allow it. That he had the power to to be her savior. And so often, especially with the Immaculate Conception, we hear, oh, that's not biblical, it's not biblical, and and all this stuff, because after all, we hear, and, and we hear it in today's gospel passage, Jesus, or Mary, saying, my soul rejoices in God, my Savior. How can she have need of a Savior if she was perfect? Well, she was in need of a Savior. She just experienced his salvation from that first moment of her conception. Saving, being saved from sin and being saved from death. Death is a separation of body and soul. Given eternity. Being assumed into heaven. And what she experiences in the Assumption is a reminder and a typology of our own hope that those who have died 
are promised eternity. Those who have served the Lord and love the Lord in eternity with him in heaven. There's a beauty here. And what we celebrate today on this Feast of the Assumption is a reminder to have hope that Jesus Christ saved his mother from eternal corruption well, until his return, assuming her into heaven because she is the Ark of the New Covenant and what he does for her, he will do for all of us. That's why we, by the way, sell graves, not, not selling graves as a plot of land, but only the right to burial because it's temporary. It's only temporary. The Blessed Mother in her assumption reminds us of this. Perhaps with joy this day, not with sadness that the Blessed Mother is taken from us, but with joy we celebrate that she is taken to heaven to sit at God's right hand, her son's right hand, to enjoy eternity and to remind us that we too have hope.